Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book One, Into the Void. And here we are, back in the void. Back in the Hello, void. Children. Back in Welcome the void. Back, back in the void. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Good. Good. I'm well. I don't believe evening. that for a fucking second. I'm good. It's fine. <laughs> you all look like there's a gun held to your heads as you're saying. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm doing great, actually. Thanks so much for asking. You know, we're all just doing our best and we're showing up here. We're going to play a very silly game. And uh, who wants to play with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns, and I am playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. Uh, I use they, them pronouns, and I am playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Rain Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I use they, them pronouns, and I will be your void master this evening. Last time, you all met some rats. Rats! Yeah, little rats. Oh, dirty rats. The, uh, there are a lot of rats in my alleyway. That sounds and that's the end of that story. You're just like working, working, <laughs> yeah. through, working through some so, stuff here, letting us kill rats. I don't sure rat. enough about myself. Is it a code for something? <laughs> no, I just have a lot of fucking rats. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, all right, on to the game. Um, Chicago's a very ratty city, and they just released a lot of wild cats to kill all these rats. What? Fun fact. Unfortunately, yes. all the rats are enormous, and they're eating all the cats. Doing that. Yeah, yeah, they are. Fun fact uh, about Chicago, there actually are cats that have tags that like say like I am a city cat, I'm a rat catcher cat. You can yeah. find stray cats that have like tags that say like I work for the city of Chicago. That's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Give those Listen, cats Chicago's that job. Chicago's the greatest city of the world. Um and if I wanted uh my my, my fucking career should have been to be a city cat. I'm just fucking eight rats. Well, maybe in the next life. I do. And maybe in my next life I'll be a city cat. <laughs> Um, but you know, our rats died uh, through another means. They didn't die via cats. They died via gunfire. Uh, let's remember what happened. Last time on the pod has been cast. Yo, you've been noticing how fucking creepy this place is. When Hestia told us to install this bypass shunt in the server room, I thought it would be, you know, a quick sort of thing. But then a creepy little brain rat thing started pushing itself into our minds, and we really didn't like that at all. Xander was like, yeah, fuck that, and shot it. You thought one brain rat was bad? Well, we ended up with a fucking swarm of them. After we successfully pulled off our first team combo, we delved deeper into the lab to fulfill our mission. So you are in crew deck... A, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there are papers strewn about the room. There are bodies strewn about the room. And most recently, there are thousands of corpses of dead, decapitated rats everywhere. Um, how do you all proceed? I want to look at some of these papers that are strewn across the ground. Okay. Um, yeah. Without a sort of investigation check to kind of like sit down and like read through them, mm -hmm. um, they seem to be notes of some kind. Uh, some of the pages seem pretty orderly and like pretty organized. And uh, it seems like some of them are kind of just like scrawled manic writings. Anything in them detailing how these rats were made and why they spoke to me in my brain? Some of the pages that you pick up that look a little bit more manic have um, the 
rats are speaking to me. Um, the rats are watching. They're in the walls. They're everywhere. I am the walls. I am with the rats. I am the walls. Goo goo kajoob. <laughs> Is have I ever encountered Hestia's handwriting? I don't know. You have. Um, but you know, I think as you're like kind of looking through all of these, some of them are signed. Um, almost as if they are like uh, academic writings mm. uh, by a Dr. Krell. Mm. Um, I am going to fold up. Mm, indeed. Uh, oh, no. I'm f- uh, if you want to spend a couple of minutes to like read through these things, you can do that. Um, I will. It's not going to require a check. It's just going to require time. Cool. That is what I will do. Yeah. I think that uh, this is giving us really helpful information for what we should be prepared for. Okay, cool. Uh, you take a second in this room to like spread out some of these pages. Uh, you do your best to kind of put them in a logical order, but you don't have too much to go on. I think what you're able to gather from this is that this person was sort of left stranded in this laboratory um, and that they were here for like some time completely alone. You can kind of see their their slow deterioration over time as they're sort of logging them just like wandering these labs and the things that they've encountered. You see something that is like sort of written like very like heavily and like underlined several times um, and is like kind of repeated on pages. It says not Gorgug. Uh, not, oh my God, not, that was a character from another show. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, not Grugnug. <laughs> um, you see that phrase come up several times. Um, you also see, like, it seems like a lot of, like, uh, apologies come up in, in several, several different areas. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry I did this. Um, I just wanted to help humanity. I wanted to give humanity the fight, a fighting chance. Um, you see a lot of references to the orb. And the sphere. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of paranoid scribbling. Yeah. And um, some of the pages, uh, the more uh, kind of paranoid scribbling pages, uh, uh, and and I think you can kind of garner that these are maybe some of the last ones that were written, say, they're coming. I hear them coming. Um, They're coming to take me. This was the same person that's like, I'm one with the walls. I'm. Yes. Got it. Uh, Can we huddle up really quick, gang? Uh, Affirmative. We are fairly huddled up. It's only us in the room. Okay. I've been thinking a lot about uh, some of the things that we've encountered here, and I think that we might be getting closer to how Artemis was able to find that illithid uh, technology and the connection between Hestia. So it might be smart to kind of keep our eyes open for some clues in regards to that, and um, hopefully we find some answers as to where Artemis may be. Would you mind elaborating a little more? I'm afraid I do not follow. So a long time ago when we met um, and we found Hestia, Artemis was using illithid technology or mind flayer tech to extract the memory from Hestia's brain. And that seems to be a very important missing piece to the puzzle. And as we encounter these sort of brain Rats, I imagine that there will be other sort of brain creatures in this facility, and it might bring us closer to the answers that we're looking for. Affirmative. Do we believe there is a connection, personal or otherwise, between Hestia and Artemis? Or is it coincidence that their technology is the same? The only thing I remember, and I'll never forget this, 
is Artemis saying, hang in there, Blue, when she took Hestia's memory. And I don't know. I don't know if they're connected, but I, my gut is telling me that we're at least relatively close to some kind of clue here. Affirmative. I shall, as they say, keep my eyes peeled. <laughs> cool. Xandar, your sextant will... Well, I guess you actually you have a... Boost Mobile phone. <laughs> Never mind. Well, it's a Boost Mobile sextant, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, it's a Boost Mobile sextant. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, it goes off. All right. I'll pick it up. I say, where are you at? Uh, I'm outside. This is Cassiopeia. Oh, Captain, sorry. Hey. Do you not have my number saved in your phone? <laughs> he doesn't uh, have any memory to save contact info. I don't have any, I don't have any numbers saved in my phone. <laughs> um, all right. Next time I'm calling Rain. He does have many cats. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm just, I've been doing like a couple of drive-bys around this place. I'm seeing heavy explosives all over this asteroid. Looks like somebody was fixing to blow this place. Oh, explosive, explosions that have already happened. No, it's explosive devices, Xandar, explosive devices. Oh, uh, that's unsettling. Yeah, I don't think Hestia knows they're here, so I'm calling you first. Is she with you? Uh, no, she's not. She went off on her own, and, uh, I, we, we've heard from her. She said she was in place, and we're supposed to get down to the bottom of this place and, and, and call her back. All right, well, it looks like these things won't detonate unless they're triggered or something crashes into them, so you're probably safe. I just wanted to give you a heads up. All right, well, you man the guns up there and, and make sure if anything looks like it's going to crash into any of those explosives, <laughs> you set it on a different course. Roger that. She's so hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, was, was Cassiopeia on speaker for that, or did we not hear that conversation? Uh, she was not on speaker. Okay. Uh, unless Xander, Xander was Cassiopeia on speaker. No, no, because I'm, okay. I'm painfully aware of Hestia's ability to hear everything that's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Um, but that is unsettling. I wonder if Hestia knows. Hestia knows what? Oh, I'm sorry. I said that in my own Robert In your brain. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Never the mind. narrator. <laughs> if it was Xandar, it would have been with a draw. Thank you very much. You're absolutely right. That's my bad. That's me. Uh, I will look at Xandar and ask, is everything all right? Yeah. Yeah. Wrong number. And then I'll turn to them and wink really hard. Um, Hart will, if they could look confused, would, but will sort of nod and, and say, affirmative. Shall we continue? Yeah, we better get moving. I have a feeling we're not alone. Let's do it. All right. Um, you reach the elevator shaft once again. Right across from you is crew deck B, and then the elevator shaft continues downward. I, I know leap, you. I want to leap across the elevator shaft into crew deck B. <laughs> uh, do an acrobatics check. Okay. This is a bold move. That's yeah. As you do, Shell's like, oh. Yeah, heart too is like, whoa. I'll use my Githyanki charge of jump. Oh, okay. Cast okay. Jump I mean, if you roll a high enough acrobatics check, you don't have to. But I'll say if you cast jump, then you'll do it. All right, cool. Uh, I got a 10. A 10? You are able to jump across and you like, you catch the other side, but you do not land. So you're sort of hanging on, like you're just grabbing the bottom of the door frame, um, like sort of hanging over the uh, shaft. It looks like uh, you're kind of in a tough spot. Um, but now that you're closer, you hear these voices even louder. All right, I want to pull myself up. Okay. And then tiptoe into the room. 
Um, you're going to need to get that door open a little bit wider, or I suppose you could try to do a stealth check to just, like, slide in. That's what I'll try to do. Okay. Uh, but I only got a seven. Uh, you kind of wedge yourself in the door. Shit. <laughs> Somebody want to come over here and, I don't know, grease me up or something? You could try to push the doors open, or you could back out. Uh, I will try to push the doors open. Give me an athletics check. Oh, I'm such a weenie. <laughs> weenie had junior. Actually, I, I have a plus can, five to athletics. Can I? That I look can I? It. Can I chuck uh, Tanyo across and have him help <laughs> pull uh, the door open? <laughs> yeah, I guess Tanyo give me an acrobatics oh check. Uh, Hart oh. is like, may we please stop throwing ourselves across the elevator shaft? <laughs> if someone was looking up the elevator shaft, you just see. Ah! <laughs> How did Tanya do? Thirteen. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Tanya lands in much the same way that Xandar did. The same exact way, like literally, <laughs> like one-handed. But as Tanya is a raccoon, it is much easier for Tanya <laughs> to pull themselves up and crawl kind of up Xandar's leg. Don't worry, madam. I am, I am safe. Is that Tanya's voice? What? That's to me. In my mind, remember, in my mind, oh, yes. Tanya speaks very clearly. Do not worry, madam. I am safe. Perfect. Um, uh, how Tanya's giving the help action? Literally just trying to help open the door. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Xandar, you roll with advantage. Okay, sick. <laughs> Uh, I got a 22. Nice. These doors slide open. Um, As they do, you continue to hear this noise. Um, I think with your dark vision, you can see that the layout of this room is similar. It looks like there's probably like more uh, sort of um, living quarters in this area. Um, But you just, it sounds like there is like probably like 10 to 15 people like in the far back of this room, just like having a conversation, like everyone talking at the same time. But I can't discern anything that anyone's saying. Uh, no, it's uh, really hard for you to make it out. Um, you see uh, more kind of like, actually, I, I think you don't see like really any bodies in this room, but you do see like smears of like red viscous liquid all over the place. Ew. Uh, you also will see that it looks like there was some sort of large explosion or something in this room as like most of the uh, kind of upper structure of this room has like collapsed down into the middle. And there's just kind of like a big pile of rubble in the center. Hmm. I mean, you think whatever is making all this noise is on the other side of that rubble. All right. I want to signal to the other two to come over. Okay. Is there a way to reach this door without jumping? Yeah, if you um go back to the ladder, you can kind of um slide your way around the circle of the elevator to the other side. I will do that. Okay. Come cool. on, Hart, throw me. No. <laughs> Come on. Negative. Uh, uh, you may ride on my back if you would like, but I will not throw you. All right. Uh, if someone's riding on your back, I'm going to have you make an athletics check. I was totally hoping park. you would ask for that. Here. Okay, cool. Take some only, of if you, only if you want to, you don't have to ride on my back. You're, you're. I, I would love to. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> but before we go, here's some of this, and I give you a guidance. Which is uh, a 1d4? 1d4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Uh, you said athletics? 
Uh, that's going to be a 21. Oh. All right, cool. You scoop rain, uh, throw rain over your back, and you um, slide your way over to the other crew deck. Um, as you all sort of land over on the other side, you see much the same things that Xandar is currently looking at. Um, and the room begins to slowly illuminate. And you see above you more rats. Um, these times, they're not like all like kind of in a one jumble. They're sort of like there's a rat over here, there's a rat over there. But they're all like kind of peeking out of that big hole in the ceiling. And the brains on the top of their head is just like glowing slightly, sort of illuminating this area. Huh. Can I... Uh, they're just sort of watching you. Yeah, I'll signal to the other two that like there's something on the other side of this pile of rubble. <laughs> Got it. Are I we moving forward? <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 point to uh, Heart and Rain, and I say, "You two go that way, like in, in hand signals, and I'll go this way, and we'll sort of like pincer them on the other side." Okay, um, you kind of do a pincer maneuver. You're gonna probably need to roll athletics to climb over this rubble if that's what you want to do. Okay, all of us. Seventeen. Okay. Are we all? Um, are you doing the same, Rain and Heart? Um, yeah. There's no way to scoot around it. We can only go over. Uh, you'd have to find someone to get over. There's like debris all over the place. It looks like literally like a bomb went off in this room. Mm. Um, that's oh. only going to be a, a 12 for athletics. Okay. That's an 18. All right. You all make it over, um, but it's not uh, very uh, 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 elegant uh, from our friend Hart. Sure. <laughs> um, as they sort of like clobber over all of this broken debris. Um, you make your way to the other side and you see a couple of things all at once. Um, On the other side of this room, you see a massive pile of red viscous goop. Um, And it is like sort of pulsating. And you see mouths opening up within this goop and these mouths have like teeth and they're just talking. And you see, like, eyes also, like, kind of floating around in this just pile of matter. And they're all talking at the same time. Just And as you're closer now, it gets, like, very loud as it's sort of been alerted to your presence. It sort of, like, swells. And all these voices start um, talking at once, uh, screaming at you. Um, I'm going to look at at Xandar um, and in hand signals be like, do you want us to kill that thing? I, yeah, I, I, I think that we all would like to kill the thing. I'd like to think that we all would like to kill whatever this thing is. I thought I was pretty <laughs> damn clear about that. I don't know. It starts lurching towards you, Xander. I'm going to shoot it. And it, it continues then. to make these noises. I'll roll for initiative, everyone. <laughs> that whole thing was in hand signals. I thought yeah. I made this very clear. <laughs> D8. Don't forget, Don't forget your, your D8. Ooh, Ooh, this is yeah. going to be good. I need it. Oh, Ooh, yeah. okay. Nice. 23. Ooh. No, wait. Even better. 30. Jesus Christ. 18. I'll say that again. 18. 1 8. And how did you do, Xander? I got a 19. Wow. You all are very good at initiative. How long does that gift of alacrity like last? Eight hours. Time. Eight hours, yeah. Oh, my God. I used a lot of spell slots for it, though, so. Uh, Xander, remind me what you had. 19. Okay. So we're going to start with 
rain. Rain, you see this thing starting to shamble over towards, um, actually, I think it makes more sense. Uh, Hart, you made a lot of noise kind of climbing over that pile. It's kind of moving over towards both you and Hart, um, sort of just like shambling. And you see like little hands forming, kind of clawing at the ground, pulling it forward. You see like faces taking shape inside of this mass and then like kind of melting away, uh, teeth sticking out, arms like trying to stretch out. It seems like this thing is like trying to take forms of dozens of different creatures. One face like sort of pokes itself out and says, mm, you gotta get out of here, man! And sort of sucks itself back inside the sludge as it continues to uh, climb towards you. What do you do? I I have this like complete blank expression on my face and I'm like, yeah, no, that's fucking weird. And I slap my watch and I cast Fairy Fire on it. Uh, before you do that, uh. you go to cast Fairy Fire and all of this noise starts to get to you. The cacophony coming towards you. Mm. Go ahead and roll oh, a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Here we go. That's five. Damn. That's a what? A five... Uh, all right. Then go ahead and roll a D8. I only like rolling D8s for Gift of Alacrity. <laughs> That's four. A four. You are frozen. You are level 20. You were staring <laughs> at all of these faces, and you were just struck uh, with this terror uh, looking at this thing, and you cannot move. Uh, uh, guys? Um. It continues to like sort of slop towards you as we go to Xandar. Xandar, same thing. This room is now filled with shouting and you feel it becoming overwhelming. Roll a wisdom save, bro. I only got a nine. Uh, go ahead and roll me a D8. That's a two. A two. Xandar, you go to fire your gun. You were ready to go and you freeze as this face, the specific face that looks at you saying, you gotta get out of here, man! And like, you are terrified. You can't move. That's a bummer. Heart, <laughs> you look and you see your friends paralyzed as this thing is barreling towards you. Um, but you feel static running through your system. Something about the voices of this thing is interfering with your processing. Roll a wisdom saving throw. I will. That's a 12. Yo, all these motherfuckers are dumb as shit. <laughs> Wait, uh, um, Heart, re you... Really quick, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, uh -huh. I can't move, but my watch uh, glows with that power. If someone is were to... Is that a reaction? It is a reaction. Can I not... You oh, I can't. have I can't. the thought to do it, uh, but you are unable. <laughs> However, Heart... You were able to push through the static <gasps> and focus in on this thing. Your friends are in danger and you need to help them. Oh what do you do? I take that back. Um, <laughs> I am going to, uh, I'm going to punch it. I, have, I don't have any other option. There's like, there's like, that just makes sense. I'm, I'm going to punch it. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I will roll to it. Uh, that is going to be a 23. 23 hits. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spend a first level spell slot. Um, oh my God. I am going to, uh, I'm okay. Let me do this as a bonus action. I'm going to cast the spell divine favor. 
uh, which gives me a uh, an extra 1d4 radiant damage. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to lean back to punch, and then I'm going to spend my second first level spell slot to smite. Um, so I'm going to roll some dice. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you see heart wind up. Um, their fist glows with light, and you see, like, tiny little, like, ones and zeros coiling around their fist, these radiant uh, uh, digits as uh, heart strikes into this mass of flesh and teeth and viscera. Uh, 21 damage. Uh, wow. Uh, six of that is bludgeoning. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, 27 points of damage. Um, 27? 27. Uh, ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, six plus seven. 13 of that is bludgeoning damage, and the rest of it is radiant. All right. If that makes a difference. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but you land a massive hit into this thing. Um, its mouth forms around the impact hole that you made into its body, and it tries to bite down on you. Uh, do you have anything else you want to do with your turn, though? Yes, I would like to action surge. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I'll just see myself out. Um, I want to try to hit it again. All right, you see this mouth forming about to bite you, and you are overcome with like the sense of you need to move faster. Uh, that's going to be an 18. Jesus, that hits. Okay. It's not going to be as bad as the last one. Um, it's just going to be 10 bludgeoning damage this time. I pull my fist back and just pop it again. <laughs> All right. Um, that mouth does try to bite into your arm as you make that second hit. Um, rows and rows of different shaped teeth coming down onto your metallic arm. Uh, that is going to be a 20 to hit. Uh, a 20 will hit. Um, did you say a 20 won't hit? Uh, no, I said a 20 A twenty will hit, even with my okay, shield. Did you mind if I was like, no, fit. fuck off. Whoa. I was about to throw a real fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it can bite me. All right. You are going to tank. I rolled so Um, I'm so sorry. I also have to, I forgot to do my divine favor on the last one. So it takes an additional two points of radiant damage. It it can bite me now. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, You are going to take uh, 13 points of piercing damage as this thing bites into you. Um, And go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Hmm. Okay. But that's only a 10. Mm, A 10. Ty goes to the runner. This thing tries to knock you over with its mass, but you were able to brace yourself and stay upright as it's just trying to kind of roll over you with a wave. Um, But Xandar, you are frozen, terrified, looking at this thing now engaged with rain and heart, trying to eat heart. Um, And one of those faces, that same face that just yelled at you, sort of like spits at you. Um, Go ahead and make... A dexterity saving throw. Right. Dexterity saving throw while frozen. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, 14. Okay. You were able to dodge out of the way as this like bright green spittle was about to shoot you in the face. Um, That will take us to the top of initiative with rain. Rain, give me another wisdom saving throw. Okay. I can do this. I got an eight. (laughs) Okay, cool. Roll a D8. Uh, an eight. 
an eight. What does it mean? Rain, you, uh, what are you wielding right now? Uh, just, I'm open hand in my right hand and the digi shield in the other one. Okay. Um, so you have nothing that you can make a melee attack with. Correct. I mean, it's on, it's on my like belt essentially, but I don't have any draw anything drawn yet. I see. So you are going to turn to heart and you're going to make a, like a closed fist punch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Roll to hit. Oh my God. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt heart. 100%. <laughs> but it'll hurt my feelings. <laughs> is that plus dex or strength? Um, It'll just be plus your strength and proficiency because okay. it's an unarmed strike. So then that will be uh, 17 to hit. Um, I have my shield up, which boosts my AC up to 19. Otherwise, the 17 would have hit me. Um, as this thing, Heart, is trying to like gnaw into your arm, you see Rain turn to you, cock back a fist and go to punch you, and you like at the last second deflect it with your shield. Can I talk? Um, yeah. It, it's not me, I swear. <laughs> Affirmative. Um, Perhaps next time, aim elsewhere. I'm trying. Uh, Rain, you cannot take reactions, and that was your action. Do you do anything else with your turn? No, I can't. I can't. I can't move. Okay. Um, you can move. Oh, so I, uh, you are um, engaged with this thing, though. So if you try to get away, it's going to try to bite you. You know what? Just so I stop attacking my friends, I'm going to be like, sorry, guys, I got to dip out, and I'm going to misty step away. Okay. So I, like, compress into digital data, and I reappear in the other side of the room away from my friends. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, rain uh, disappears, and that's going to take us back up to Xandar. Uh, wisdom saving throw. All right. That is a seven. All right. Xandar, roll me a D8. That is a four. Xandar, you have never been more scared of anything than you are this creature. <gasps> I made a huge mistake, and I forgot your friend Shale who is going to enter oh. initiative and take... Uh, okay, cool. Um, Xander, you are frozen. Uh, Shale comes in. Shale's going to make the same save. I'll say that Shale went into flank from the same side you are. I'll have Shale go twice since I skipped him. Um, so he's going to make this first wisdom save. And he'll pass. So Shale will close distance with this thing and try to strike it. And he will hit for, oh my God, she'll fox. Hell yeah. Okay. This guy fox. <laughs> she'll like sees you freeze up, says, don't worry, I got this. And moves in and strikes this thing with his stone sword. He's going to get another turn because he was skipped. He's going to make that another ways wisdom save. Uh, this time, though, he's too close to this thing, and it paralyzes him. Um, well, actually, he's going to roll a D8, and we'll see exactly what it does to him. Uh, where is my D8? I have a whole thing of dice, and none of them are that. Mm -hmm. He um, makes that uh, um, hit. He turns back to see if you're okay, and as he does, you see him sort of freeze up. Um, <laughs> and that will take us to heart. Um, uh, go ahead and do another wisdom save. I will. Um, 
I also have to do another a concentration check since it hit me, but I guess this will determine whether or not that happens. And that is a five. Uh, roll a D8. Okay. A four. Uh, heart, you turn as rain went to punch you and it leaves you exposed. You were focusing so hard on this thing, trying to block out its frequency, that uh, uh, you sort of getting side attacked by surprise, slipped your focus. Mm. And now you feel this thing enter your brain and you freeze up, Uh. which will take us to the creature who was having a pretty good time (laughs) trying to suck heart into its mass. Not its mass. Oh my god. Uh, that is a natural 20. Suck right into its mass. That is a natural Sucks 20. Right up and its mass. You do hate to see it. You do. You do hate to see it. You do. So, Jules, really quick question. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if I had, hypothetically speaking, an inspiration point, would I be uh-huh. able to make that creature re roll? With said. I don't think that's how we Damn. would use inspiration points. Okay. I tried. Um, although, how close do you need to be to use your your shift? Ooh, that's a good well, question. Oh yeah, I was gonna say is, but is it a reaction? Because I think you you tried to do that earlier and you couldn't. Um, so the that effect you were under was different. So mm. the effect that made you hit this thing does not block out your reactions. So as long as you were in range, you teleported 30 feet away mm-hmm. from this thing. Can you affect its die roll with your shift? Yeah. Yeah, but it's 30 feet for the chronal shift. Okay. So it has to re-roll? Yeah. Yeah. I was asking about inspiration specifically, but oh, okay. I have I have chronal shift if I can move. If you want to use it, you don't have to use it. Yeah. I, I'm going to say your inspiration wouldn't work in this instance, but if you want to use chronal shift, you can. I say, I'll make it up to you, Hart. I'm sorry. And I chronal shift. Damn, I really wanted to fucking roll no, on that damage. No, you've done I enough. I gave it to you. You won't hurt anyone anymore. Uh, you see from the other side of this debris and garbage, um, heart being torn apart, brought into this thing. You see it over and over again, and you try to look for an outcome that is more positive. Come on, come on. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could show you. I oh. did roll another natural twin. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! I picked the same timeline. Fuck, That's bring insanity. It on. Fuck! I'm scared of these dice now. Do it! Do it! Ah. Rain, you try to pick a desirable outcome. One does not come to you in time, and you see heart being consumed. I vomit. I'm using a dice roller because this is a lot of dice. Shut up. <laughs> Heart. I want to hear them click clacks. You're, I'm so sorry. I, don't, I just don't have enough dice at my disposal. I understand. You are going to take 38 points of damage. Okay. Um, I'm down. I'm out. Fuck. You see Heart fall and you see this thing beginning to suck Heart into it. Um... It's also going to continue to turn its head towards Xandar and spit at Xandar. Give me a dex save. 13. Uh, you dodge out of the way. Yeah, again. Yeah. Um, nice. 
that is, um, this has now become a very dangerous situation. Uh, so that's going to take us back to the top of rain. Okay. Rain, I think on the other side of this debris, you teleported away. You see heart being consumed by this creature. Got it. And am I, uh, am I still under the whole wisdom save thing? Uh, you are not feeling the effects from this distance. Okay, great. I would like to aim my watch at heart like a like I'm about to shoot heart and mm-hmm. um, you see like a it's almost like when you watch fireworks you know how you see like the smallest tiniest sparkle and then it like blows up into something bigger um, sure. I shoot like a tiny light blue sparkle and it, it hits heart um, and I'm gonna cast sanctuary and it kind of like absorbs heart in this uh, uh, like a blue digital uh, color, essentially, light. Awesome. What does Sanctuary functionally do? So, the way that Sanctuary works <laughs> is, as I'm pulling it up, uh, you ward a creature within range against attack, and that's 30 feet. Mm. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must f- first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. The spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects such as explosions, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. The spell ends if the warded creature makes an attack or casts a spell that affects the enemy creature. Gosh, you, you um, zoop, send that shield over that wraps around Hart's body, trying to protect them as this thing tries to uh, consume Hart. That is Xandar. All right. I'm assuming I have to make another wisdom saving throw. You do, darling. Come on! <laughs> okay, this time it is an 18. Nice. You see heart fall, and you know you have to shake this off. You have to make a move, and you do. All right, we're back, baby. Uh, I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Healing Spirit in the Ooh. space that heart is in. Nice. Nice. Um, so I believe that you restore one d6 hit points when you or a creature uh, you can see moves into the spirit space for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Okay, so you wouldn't. This wouldn't happen to you until the start of your next turn. Okay. But on the start of Heart's next turn, Heart will get one d6. Right. Awesome. Cool. What does Healing Spirit look like? Um, for Xandar, I think Healing Spirit looks like. Oh, that's a good question. What would Xandar? I didn't mean to stump you. No, I, I, I don't know what Xandar's like healing spirit would look like. I want to say something corny, like it's like Xandar, you know, like it's like another <laughs> Xandar. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that for now, and it might change in the future. It's just um, like my head, a giant like Xandar's head. We see a, a cheruby, like sort of chibi version of Xandar's <laughs> Xandar, head. Yeah. Appears over uh, 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 Hart's body. You're gonna be all right, little buddy. <laughs> um, uh, do you do anything else with your turns? Yeah, I'm gonna blast it. Oh, because that's a bonus action. Sure Perfect. is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go, baby. That is gonna be a twenty to hit. Nice. Oh, uh, that hits. All right. Do do do. Four eight damage. Okay, all right. Whittling it down. Um, that shot goes off. You see it 
and gets absorbed by its mass, and some of the teeth and viscera and eyeballs fall out of it. All right, here comes my second shot. Okay. But that's only going to be a 10. A 10 hits. No way. It's just goop. Yo, best goop shooter I know. (laughs) Uh, 10 damage. Shoot. Um, you are ripping through this thing. It's like barely able to keep itself composed. Bits of it keep like kind of falling off on the floor. You see tiny little arms fly off and like start like crawling away and like dying on the floor. Um, this thing is still generating a lot of sound with its body, uh, but it is barely able to stay together. Um, and that will be Shale, who's going to go in and see if uh, Shale can resist the sound. Uh, Shell does resist, and Shell is going to make an attack. All right. You um, shoot this thing. It turns and it starts screaming at you, Xandar. And as it turns, Shale's blade arm cuts this thing right in half, and it falls into a pile. You see that pile just starts to bubble and steam and lose all form. And it's just like a pile of blood and guts on the floor. Uh, from across the room, I'm like, Hart! And I come sprinting over. So Hart, yeah, on the top of your turn, you will get 1d6 healing. So take that. Who rolls that d6? Do I roll that or does Andor roll that? Uh, oh, yeah, question. I think. I guess Andor. I, I guess I do, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I cause the healing spirit to restore 1d6 hit points. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got a one. Nice. Wait, okay. you're not a. Uh, is a void forged a construct? I am. I know you are humanoid. Oh, I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because it doesn't work on constructs. Yeah, I, I do believe a void forged is classified as a humanoid. You are the line between construct and living thing. Ooh. Want to write that down? <laughs> um, okay. And then since I, uh, I'm assuming we're out of initiative, right? Uh, you are. So since I only got a one on that and you only restored one hit point, which totally stinks, uh, I get a, the, up to, I get one plus my wisdom modifier um, for charges of this to affect. So I'll use the, the second charge on heart as well. Okay. Uh, and I got a six that time. Yay. Nice. So there you go. Um, Are you uh, spending these charges on anyone else? That's all I had was two. That's all. I only have one. Oh, my wisdom okay. modifier is only one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you, were, you were failing yeah. those. So things. I tip my cap to Chibi Xandar, and Chibi Xandar disappears. <laughs> disappears. <laughs> I, um, I am going to cast a second level Cure Wounds on Heart. Okay. So I think that's 2d8 okay. plus seven. Ooh, <laughs> that's fifteen plus seven, so twenty-two. Yay! Nice. Oh, wow. Heart, you see all of your companions sort of rushing over to you, spending all the spells that they have at their <laughs> disposal, patching you back together as you're sort of just now covered in blood and guts. Um, you okay, I think, pal? Uh, Heart sort of like looks up at Rain, um, and and just shakes their head no. Um, and then, and then stands up. Yeah, Shale helps you up. Hey, take it easy. It's all right. I have never died. Well, I mean, you came back, so maybe you didn't really go all the way. Did you see anything? Did I? (laughs) Um, roll a religion check. Yay! 
Uh, 18. Huh. <laughs> for just a second. Like, for you, you were down for, like, literally, like, a beat, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you were kind of back up. But for just a second, uh, something happened that never really happened to you before, Hart. You've heard it sort of described to you, uh, but you never experienced it in this way. But you smelled flowers. Oh, I think I think I think about like Shale asked if I saw anything, um, and I and I I try to like run over like my memories of the yeah. of what just happened, um, and I I I I shake my head again, um, but I think like Hart is now going to constantly be looking for whatever flower it was that they smelled. <laughs> um, um, you say no, and Shale sort of pats you on the arm. Then you're probably all right. You probably just whenever whatever unconscious is for you is probably just what happened. <laughs> Xander Xander looks up at heart with like a black eye and missing teeth and like scratch a face and he's just like, "Don't worry, you'll get used to it, kiddo." <laughs> <laughs> um, all of the little uh, fireflies on your shoulders start like sort of buzzing, and you hear progress report. Room two clear. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm going to make myself a cappuccino. Uh, Hestia, really quick. We're almost... We're we're dying down here. I assure you, I'm monitoring your vital signs, and you will be just fine. Yeah, but Hart went down, and I didn't see you do anything. I did not need to do anything, because Hart is fine, as I can see. Yeah, because of me! Exactly. It seems like you are serving your purpose quite nicely. Can you see what's in these rooms that we're entering before we clear them out? I could attempt to. It would require you to make a stop to a security console. It should be near the bottom of the elevator. I can give you instructions to reestablish security that might give me some access to cameras, but it would be a detour. Yeah, and I guess we probably can't really trust the shit that you'd say anyway. (laughs) I can hear you. (laughs) I know you can hear me. I was intentionally saying that with an inflection lock it was under my breath, but in the way that I knew that you would hear me. (laughs) I liked you better when you were groveling at my feet. Yeah, and I liked you better when you were frozen in a cryopod. (laughs) Well then, please... Proceed. What did you encounter just now? I'm trying to keep a log. A squishy jelly pile of parts, and I think for a second, a face of a pretty handsome-looking young man. (laughs) Interesting. Well, continue. Oh, my God. How many more rooms do we have to go through? Guys, look, we're getting fucked right now. (laughs) Like... I don't. I'm, I'm my battery. My battery's almost out, and and we've only been through two rooms, and we almost lost heart. Well, you get your spells back on a short rest, right? We gotta take a long. What's a short rest? Yeah, what are you talking? About? <laughs> I gotta charge this thing, man. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's like an eight-hour charge. Dang. I believe we should prioritize our mission. I understand your desire to clear these rooms based on whatever experience it is you've had with whatever created these, but 
We cannot continue to risk our lives. Yeah, Xandar, I, I was with you, but after seeing Hart go down, I think I'm with Hart on this one. All right, let's just skip right to the end then, I suppose. You make your way back towards the elevator. When you hear a noise, um, it sounds like salsa music, almost. A, like, sort of like a, a jingle. Uh, it sounds like a ringtone. This place is fucked up. <laughs> um, in that pile of debris, uh, you can kind of identify where the sound is coming from. Uh, I, I go over to it. Yeah, me too. Okay. I go to help. Uh, you pick through the debris and you see a uh, boost mobile sextant. <laughs> I know what these are. Badly sort of scratched up. And it looks like a single message has come through for whoever's phone this um, belongs to. And the message is from... The message is from um, someone called uh, Baby Girl, and in parentheses, Renata. Uh, I, I open it. I want to see what it says. Hold on, let the uh, song the play. Let the song play. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> the message says... Hey, Dad. Mom says we aren't supposed to talk to you anymore. Oh. My tusks are starting to come in. Some of the elves at schools were making fun of them. <laughs> I don't care. Mom says to ignore them. I don't know. Maybe I could see you for Renegaya Day. Do you have plans? I know how busy you are. Anyways, maybe talk to you soon. Corny. Oh <laughs> Rain is a corny. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what to do. Um, so I think I think I just I think I just closed the phone because I imagine all sextants are flip phones. I, uh, absolutely. So I shut it uh, and I put it in one of my fanny packs. Um, and I say, "What is Renegaya Day?" Do I know? Uh, all of you can roll a history check. Uh, I got a natural one, so I have no clue. I got a 14. I got a 19. Ooh. Uh, yeah, th I, this is pretty common knowledge, so I'd say uh, Rain and uh, Xandar, you both get this. Um, Renegaya Day is sort of the day that commemorates the um, loss of Renegaya. You're currently in the remnants of this uh, moon that was blown up. And uh, Renegaya Day is just sort of a, a uh, orcish holiday where they sort of um, remember those that were lost on that day. And it's coming up soon? Uh, it's coming up soon, yeah. I got to get my shopping done. <laughs> those great Renegaya Day sales. <laughs> we're going to have 100% off the moon, 75% off product. <laughs> uh, we should continue. Hmm. You make your way back to the elevator shaft. Somewhere down below, you see something shambling in the darkness. And the light from the brain of one of those rats sort of illuminates it as it kind of blindly shambles through the darkness below. The vacant expression of an orc with just a little bit of ooze dribbling down the corner of his mouth. Oh! And that's where we'll stop. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know him. The yeah, who knows? Who's 
God, if anyone skipped the uh, special crossover episodes, they're going to be like, what is going on? Good news like, is these things are never and- canon anyway. <laughs> Those things are never, they <laughs> have Renata, meaning. What a stupid name. I um I don't do not canon, so everything happens. Everything uh, matters. Confused? Go back and listen to the witness with our friends from Tell Me Where I Lose You. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tell Me Where I Lose You. Um, and shout out to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where can people find us? Um, you can find us on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube at the Pod Has Been Cast, uh, and you can tweet us on Twitter at the PHB Cast. Be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. This is about when I would personally shout out your name in a very cool and sexy way. Mm. Uh, But I can't do that because we don't have any Patreon subscribers yet. But one day you could be here. Carlos, who else do we need to be saying thank you to? So we have a couple of people to say thank you to. Uh, The first is Henry Hinley, who is a fan of our show. The sweetest uh, 17-year-old kid I've ever met. Uh, He made (laughs) us these... Like this giant D20 that says the pod has been cast on the yes. 20. And it is so freaking cool. So when we get the Patreon rolling, maybe if we get some merch, um, we want to support them. So we're going we're gonna to start printing some more of those out. So if you guys are interested, um, please support Henry. Uh, he just loves the show and just is helping us out. But we would love to share the love with Henry. And then the second person we want to say thank you to is uh, Steve Labeds, who is our new editor. So he's working with me to edit the show, make my life a little easier now that I'm going to school. And um, and he's part of our team now. Uh, you can check out the podcast that he's working on other than this. It's called Hate Mail. It's basically um, uh, a podcast that's essentially about uh, responding to crummy text from uh, men so uh, yeah. go, check, go check out hate mail it's a great podcast um, but he does really great work on our show and we are also taking care of him and uh, we can take better care of him with your support on patreon so so check out patreon uh, jump in on whatever lo- level you're comfortable with uh, anything helps to help our people anything helps and what helps me get through a long work week is mm-hmm. a visit to Robert's Corner. Yeah. And if you'd like to send me gifts in Pokemon Go, <laughs> my trainer code is 2653-0928-5241. And none of my friends play anymore. So I'm hoping to meet some new friends on Pokemon Go. <laughs> It is the only social media site Robert uses. Please take advantage of this. Please, please engage with Robert. He needs friends. <laughs> yep. Hey, and if you like Pokemon, um, we are planning on doing a uh, Pokemon one shot over on our Patreon. So stay tuned for more information about that. And uh, someone, please make friends with Robert. He could really use it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>